Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Do you want to record an episode? Yeah, speaking of ships. I was trying to rope us back in. I heard it, and but then I... I didn't follow your lead, but I heard it. I appreciate it. <laughs> also, uh, today in the cup is uh, the elixir of youth, which is red Kool-Aid. Ooh, I haven't had red Kool-Aid in so long. Okay, we, need to solve, uh, we need to solve a debate as long as time. Okay. Red. What flavor is that? Fruit punch. No, you're wrong. What do you drink? Do you drink cherry? <laughs> Ah, no, no. Ew, no. <laughs> You're dead to me. I'm never been so I'm, much as awesome and cherry to take all those Yowie shelf, grab a seat and relax. Now, I have a very important question to ask you at the top of the show. Yeah. And please know that I can see if you're lying to me. Right. Have you opened this outline until this moment? Yes. No, I did it. Yeah, I opened it. Actually, it should tell you. That's the thing. I can see if you're lying to me. Yeah. I. Oh, it should say like when I made adjustments to it because I even filled in. My ships. I'm so, I've never been more proud of you. I filled it in. I was oh like, God. you let me do, I think I did it probably yesterday. <laughs> you, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. <laughs> See? Mm-hmm. I've, I've never been more proud of you. Look at me. Hey. <laughs> I'm judging you a little bit, but that's okay. <laughs> I mean, let's look at I judgment. did it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. Um, <laughs> We need to introduce ourselves, starting yeah. with you. Okay, I guess if we're starting with me. Hi, my name is Aisha, a.k.a. Mama Loves Manga. And I am a mom who talks about manga on the internet. That, that, that's it. That's so I, succinct. I love yeah, it. I tr- I'm trying to get better at that and, you know, just leaving it at that instead of acting awkward like I am right now. So let's just... <laughs> You made it awkward by saying it was awkward. Um, my name is Amanda, also known as Aichiyume, and I am a hot take prince who screeches on the internet about feminism and representation. See, I liked... Yours is better. Yeah. <laughs> what are we talking about today? Today, we are talking about our favorite or one of our favorite topics. One of them. Yeah. There's lots yeah. of them, but one of our favorite oh, really? topics. Lots of them? I have lots of them. <laughs> Do we collectively have lots of them? Um, yeah, it's one of our favorite topics, I guess, since we are apparently married and 
you know, we're a unit. This is we're in this now. We're in this now. I don't know, I don't know what you were thinking. We're going to be talking about uh, shipping today, which yes. is something that actually we hosted a poll over on our Twitter. Shameless plug. We love all 100 and something of you. Yeah, that which happened very quickly. Yeah, we all oh, we thank love you. Oh, <laughs> thank you. Um, so we ran a poll because we we're basically in our last episode, of the Fumi Yoshinaga special. We said that we were going to cover boys love web comics, right? Which I cut out because I wanted to save our butts, but we did say that. But we did say that originally. Um, thank you, Asia, for making me not a liar. Um, I appreciate it. In, in our open marriage, thank you for not making me a liar. Um, so. It's not that we're not going to cover that. Just as we were talking, Aisha and I, your parents. Um, right. <laughs> your parents. Uh, as we were talking about it, it really came down to there were more than there was another topic that we also wanted to cover. Mm -hmm. so don't worry. We're still totally covering Boys Love Web Comics just next month because we're still somehow a month ahead, which is beautiful because time is a myth. Right. I'm so glad. I don't know how we managed that. But I'm so uh, I think it's a lot of screaming and holding each other to task. Yeah, you're really yeah. good at that. As so, a holding people to task. <laughs> so we're talking about shipping. Um, and this, we're going to go over the history of ships, shipping, and the glory days of fandom. Basically, this episode is just entitled Amanda Jerks Off Sadly for an Hour and a Half. Yeah, well, while Asia watches. <laughs> while Asia watches. First, we're going to go over some history with a very, very labored metaphor um, that to this day, uh, one of my friends was very, very upset with me for learning, which is, and I think I say this almost every episode or at least every live stream we've had, is that right. in the old glory days, this was all a giant naval combat metaphor. <laughs> right. This was all a giant naval combat metaphor. So like, I need you to put on your one piece hat for a minute. When we talk about ships, I know. I mean, a, a better maritime anime hat. I don't know. Are there any other good maritime animes? No. Fuck. Um, <laughs> we're both so we're both so sad having to acknowledge that. <laughs> um, but this was all a giant metaphor for naval combat. So you have your ships, a boat. <laughs> you have. It's a boat. It is a boat. You have your cannons and your head cannons. Mm -hmm. uh, you go to war sometimes. And we'll go into further detail of all of this. But I think understanding that at the heart of this is combat, I think, mm -hmm. is very, very important. And when I say combat, I do not mean cruelty. Right. And I think that was one of the biggest parts about it being like a naval combat thing. Because there is this understanding, I'm using quotes, which actually you guys can see now. Usually I have a lot right. of like gesturing that other people can't see outside of me and Asia. Um, but understand that there's like a certain like level of gentlemanly combat to this. Like mm -hmm. it isn't, you don't just steamroll into someone and, you know, punch out their mom and call them a slur and right. you know, your goods. Like there's a certain level of code to a lot of the stuff that the old guard, which I will say that I'm a part of had. Mm -hmm. Um, and when we're talking about this really, we're 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 talking glory days of fandom, um, our Gloriana, which was like early days of the internet. So we're talking like Tumblr before they decided to ban porn. Um, mm -hmm. 
manga which dated me a thousand years uh fanfiction.net quizzilla and also um one thing that i didn't include but came to me when i was writing was um we also have like a lot of like just like static html pages because a lot of us at that time were learning basic html mm-hmm. and we would just our own fucking pages like here's a page i have dedicated to this one pairing like i'm pretty sure i did that i actually have an early html site i built on one of my flash drives that is so cool i miss i missed out i'm just saying i missed out because i didn't have a computer at my house well i learned it in school it was like one of those like dumb things that we were learning like in school Mm -hmm. um i say dumb that's the most practical skill i've learned outside like so (laughs) yeah i learned how to sew and type and i learned how to use html Mm-hmm. Those are the most helpful skills I've learned right. in, oh God, pre-K to an undergraduate degree of schooling, <laughs> which is how many years? Isn't that, de- that's depressing. When you I think- mean, we're not here to talk about the American education system. Yeah, right. I was just going to say, let's, let's <laughs> talk about it. Mm-mm. Oh my God. This so, is the Yahweh podcast. <laughs> Yahweh podcast. Um. But in those early days, we were all at war with each other, again, much like One Piece. But we tried to be chill, um, despite a certain level of maritime distrust that we all have with other fans. So mm-hmm. there was, there were people that agreed with us. But even the people that agreed with us often had different reasons for that. Mm-hmm. And I say distrust, and I mean that very lovingly. Like, I think the thing is, is that while... I think you need to look at fandoms back then as, like, being brothers and sisters. And I mean this purely. Okay. That we all loved each other. Mm-hmm. But we didn't like each other. <laughs> right. That's fair. We okay. all loved each other. We were all a part of this thing. And if you saw them at con, you wouldn't wish any ill upon them. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't be like fucking showgirls and, you know, throw a bunch of beads on the stage and you watch them fall. Mm-hmm. Unless you hated them. You did during the cosplay contest, which I've never done. Which I have never done. Um, <laughs> so, you know, but we didn't always like each other. And that's, mm-hmm. I think, honestly, the best approach to fandoms is... We are all in this together, but keeping that little bit of distance is great because when you are constantly being challenged, you have to remember that the thing you're talking about is being challenged, not you, the individual. So one of the big reasons why I liked this naval combat metaphor is that, so if, if there's a given series and Aisha and I disagree, so like, let's, just imagine a pairing and let's say I disagree with you, which is probably real, <laughs> which is probably real somewhere. Um, um, we'll say one of the characters from Twittering Birds that I said that I liked that I wish that. Um, you said Kageyama. Was- yes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm trying to agree with that one, but let's say I don't. Um, <laughs> can, I can't disagree with it. <laughs> it's, a, it's a good one. They're, I, I like okay. Say that I... I'm bitter and I still want Yashiro to have his unrepented feelings. Okay. For, okay. There we go. So that's actually like a logical setup. I'm right. wrong, but logical setup. So if I'm attacking your ship, mm-hmm. I'm attacking your ship. I'm not attacking you. Right. You were to counter, you're attacking my ship. You're not attacking me. Right. So you're not saying, Amanda, you're an idiot for feeling right. that way. On this page and in this chapter, this is why you're a dumb hoe. Like that's <laughs> so I think that's one of the other big things about keeping it like in a naval combat metaphor. Right. But again, we are attacking ships and ideas, not people. Right. So take 
a cannon and you fire that cannon at a ship, not at a person. Right. <laughs> or not yeah. at people. Um, and that's one thing in the modern era of discourse that I've missed a lot is that a lot of people forgot that part of it. Mm-hmm. So they get upset because they think that we're firing at them. And that's right. not true. If and I people, ever, no, go ahead. I was going to say, and people get so defensive. Like, it, oh my God. So that's, it's, it's wild. It is. And I personally have not thankfully had to, you know, get into arguments on Twitter with people about specific series. Um, not about, not about actual <laughs> manga, but um, I, I have. Know. I know where you ma'am <laughs> but um i have definitely seen people get so upset about something that someone else like it's just it's so strange to me it's it's strange like and they insult each other it, it becomes more than just like oh yeah i don't like this charactership it's like oh you're this or you're that because you like this. right and i think it's weird to me because i'm mm-hmm. i'm always a certain level of again like us as fans were weird we always kind of didn't like each other and that's fine mm-hmm. but like this level of vitriol and then like not being able to come together because i think i mentioned this during our last live stream which is four fucking hours by the way thank you all for stuck with us but that live stream was oh, four fucking hours so wild. um but like we were still able to come together when we needed to mm-hmm it seems like a lot of the infighting really is to the detriment of these fandoms. Cause now you have more normies than ever looking in and being like, y'all are fucked up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because at least then when we had that, it was like having company over at the house again, like siblings. Right. When you, yeah. when you have company over, don't you all look like the Von Trapp family children and you all, you know, you have your outfits on and you love each other and you, you know, pretend like you all have dinner every night together and not in your rooms, you know, but like, cause companies, did I, too close to home. <laughs> so like, I'm an only child. I don't know how I know that. Um, but like you do that in front of companies. So like when people attack our stuff, mm-hmm. we can all put together that front and be like, no, we're not crazy. And then, you know, you do all the crazy when no one's looking. Now everyone can just see our crazy all the time. Mm-hmm. And you have older fans in the back just like, no. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> watching it's not that serious it's not and and also and i this is something i didn't put in the outline but Mm -hmm. i do think is important to mention um at the end of the day we're talking about cartoons and fictional characters yeah and you can be very passionate about these things because i am i've made a little Mm -hmm. literal career out of it for several years yeah um but me not liking a thing almost never means that I don't like you as a person. Right. Or that I think you as a person. And I say almost never because sometimes it is indicative of a type of person. Sometimes. That's fair. Sometimes it is indicative of a character type. <laughs> like if you're going to continuously be belligerent about a literal cartoon. You can I, ah! <laughs> um, we are recording though. So... <laughs> This is, this is the ghost we talked about last live stream. Oh, God. That's fine. I need my heart. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
that was the ghost from last episode. Oh god. <laughs> I'm annoyed that he just like I he knew well. stood there. Shit. <laughs> I'm old and fat. That could have killed me. <laughs> oh god. He just stood there. Like <laughs> was that your which one was that? That was Matt. He's home from work. Give it Matt. You know better. Shit. Tell him I'm upset with him. Text him immediately. <laughs> Text him immediately. He's probably, um, he probably wants to change. I mean, he could walk through. I don't know what. Like, we're not live, Matt. You can. Should I? Should I avert my gaze? No, he's got clothes on. Okay. <laughs> and he. I mean, yeah, he's fine. Hold on, let me. And I can always edit it out if I need to. <laughs> Jeez. Your family isn't supporting our craft. I don't like it. <laughs> homophobic towards <laughs> and racist. Your family is being homophobic and racist. We had a cryptid child at first, and now we have oh a scary white man. Just and he just stood there too. And I was like, you yeah. know, we're recording, and he was just like, yeah, we have dances with ghosts in the background. <laughs> I just made a Dances with Wolves joke. I mean, he, the year, he is native. The year of our war. <laughs> he is native. He is Choctaw. <laughs> I think you're the only time. I think you're the only person that can say that and I will not roll my eyes 50 times. Right. No, because he really is. <laughs> I'm not saying like you're the only person. <laughs> I live in Texas and everyone's a Cherokee princess. <laughs> do you want to go back to our episode now? Thank you. Okay. <laughs> just making sure. Um, so let's go over some vocab. Um, yeah. Asia, were there any words on here that you did not know? Okay, so the let me pull up. I'm looking at the at the outline. Look at me. So as we're recording, I'm looking at the outline. <laughs> yes. You don't so, get a lot of praise for that, but some. <laughs> so Rare pair is one that I had not heard before. Okay. And actually, I think that's the only one. Like, I, yeah, that's the only one that I just hadn't ever at least seen, you know, in, because I use the word ship. Mm -hmm. I remember, like, when I first started seeing the word, I don't, I don't remember exactly when, but I do remember, like, years ago, I started to see the word ship, but I didn't actually know what it meant, but I was able to, you know, like, infer the meaning just from context and so i started using it not again not fully knowing all of the definition but having an idea of what it was okay. um yeah but yeah there so i'm gonna go over some vocab um and so this is where we also have to mention um we are talking in the boys love space these words yes. do apply for really all fandoms and all mm -hmm. things um, so this terminology is used really across fandom. So if you are super hoolock, which saying that word hurt my soul a little bit. You remember super hoolock? Do you remember those days? You just got, you just being like all quiet on the Western front. We're just like two old haggard people with PTSD. <laughs> I, I remember the fandom wars of 2007. Oh man, super hulak. Um, so realistically, any fandom that you're a part of has a lot of these terms and terminology. Mm -hmm. They're more fan 
terms and they are just boys love terms. Um, there is a pissing contest of who started what first. Interesting. Okay. Uh, I think at this stage, every fandom will say they started it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Right. <laughs> I think it was really fanfic culture that started to commodify these terms and codify them. Um, but yeah, every fandom at this stage will say that, uh, they were the first on the hill and that's not true. So oh, we both, I think we, whenever, I, when, the, hopefully it didn't record that. Cause I think my, I don't know. That was weird. Anyway, we're good. <laughs> I, I, I trust you. Yeah. I don't know what that was. <laughs> Concerned trust, but okay. Uh, it's rushing along. So your ship, which is also a shorthand for a relationship, mm-hmm. which is fun, which helped add to the whole naval combat thing. There's a relationship between fictional characters that you support. Um, here's an aside. There's one thing that makes me uncomfortable, and that is shipping real people. That is a, I'm glad you brought that up because that's something that... Um, I learned recently, not that I've ever been someone who's just like, oh, I'm going to ship real people. But like as someone who came into contact with these words, you know, like relatively older, I guess, than a lot of other people relatively recently compared to, you know, like to you, for example, um, I not like I said, I, I wasn't shipping real people. But like, I didn't quite, I didn't see that, I didn't see anything wrong with it until okay. people started explaining it. People, I started right. people talk about it. I was like, oh, that does make sense. Right. Like, I, like I said, I never was just like, oh my God, I ship these people. But every now and then, you know, I might see someone, I don't know, like, I can't think of people, but just, you know, you see people like actors or something. Right. And, oh, they're cute together. Oh, I'd like to see them together. But I would never like, Sit down well, and write fanfic or that's what I, I almost always specify as fictional. Right. Because so there's like a whole thing of like shipping YouTubers, especially. I think I've seen people and like that. that I'm not crazy about. Mm-hmm. The only place with shipping real people that I have a little bit of gray area with is like actors who have like cemented their role. So like I'm a bit of a, a Captain America and Iron Man shipper. Uh-huh. Um but like as of now, that's Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Like you cannot right. like, you can't. like when I am thinking of Captain America and of Iron Man, mm-hmm. it's Robert Downey Jr. and Chris Evans. Right. That's awkward a little bit to ship them sometimes because most writers or artists will sort of envision them as those two real human beings. Mm-hmm. So again, for me, it's not usually as bad because it's usually not masturbatory to me, but right. it is still a little bit because it's like, where is for me, it's an issue of consent. Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You guys didn't ask for this, and this isn't what you would do, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. Um, so for me, it's just weird. Um, I'm not here to shame anyone if that's your thing. It's just right. not something that, for me, has been consistent over right. many, many years of fandom. I think where I've seen it, where I personally had seen it the most is when I was, I used to be a, k-pop stand not not like a stand like the people but i used to be a huge fan of k-pop like back in 2009 i was shiny to this day i still love shiny i will always anyway 
But, um, you know, like, I remember there was a time when I, I would see people, like, shipping certain characters. And you know how they have, like, the fan cams and stuff. And, aren't like, they a little bit queerbaited? Aren't they a little bit what? Queerbaited. Like, don't they kind of hype up some of that um, closeness? Sometimes, yeah. Like, okay, so- it is played into, yeah. Visual K and J Rock has that to like Miyagi and Gact back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, Gact was the most homoerotic J Rocker <laughs> ever, and like he would super lean yeah. into that, like pretty much like fucking Mana on stage. Sometimes it's like, cool, we're here for this, you know, horny seventeen year olds. I mean, just look at the music video for Vanilla. Like, just okay, cool. This is what we're doing. Um, right. So, if you're leaning into it, I'm less upset by it. Okay. Because then it's more like a gravitation thing uh, where, like, you guys are profiting off of queer baiting and it's working. So, you wouldn't do this if you weren't comfortable. Right. Um, but if it's like, like I, I was reading, um, I was reading fanfic late one night because I was trying to avoid the pain. Um, mm-hmm. This one. Yes. Did I do it again? Mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. Of. <laughs> And there's this one uh, fanfic author that I will not name because uh, I usually enjoy their work, but like they had a bunch of like BuzzFeed Unsolved fanfic. Wait. I know we're not supposed to condone. Um, Dare. We- no. No. They have girlfriends. I know. I know. No. I know. No. First the furry deviants and now this. <laughs> No, I'm going to have to leave the show before we get canceled. They have girlfriends, Aisha. I know. I respect I respect, I respect it. And I, I, listen, I would never, like, I would never be that weirdo who's, like, under the comments, like, ah, but, but in my head. It's a shit you can see. Absolutely envision because, oof. First of all, I think they are both attractive. Like, in such a, like, I don't know what it is. Maybe because I've been watching them for so long. It sounds so gross right now. I know. I sound like a creeper. I've been watching them for so long. They've matured and become beautiful in my eyes. (laughs) I'm pretty sure they're the same age as me. Oh my gosh. I hope so. That closer to my age. Well, okay, you're still an adult. They're still adults. Yeah, I mean, it's not a different <laughs> issue. But no, I just, I, I know that, she, okay, I know, and I would never actually, like. You're think. right. your age. Okay, see, I was going to say, they have to be my age. Oh, Ryan is younger. How much younger? Nine. What? Nine. He's 29? Ryan is 29? That's what the internet says. Ooh, I don't want to be on. Ca- I don't want to be caught on camera. You just willingly Sorry. said you'd read fan fiction of two human men. I think we don't need I to. I, mean, I think there's other things we need to worry about. I fully <laughs> thought he was definitely older than twenty nine. I mean, consent issue, but like, it's one of those things of like. So here's the thing with shipping real people. Sometimes, like that one is one that I can air quote see. I don't support it. I think I know, you know, I, I, but, uh, I just I understand how that conclusion is reached. And can you just, cause, no, cause like, just, cause listen, because listen, because 
You sound like all those Shane is, videos. Because Shane is so, like, you see how tall he is? He would make an excellent oh, Okay, okay, I'm, I'm stopping. I'm it's sorry. With a real human person. You're gross. You are... I was always worried that I would be the I would be the problematic one that I would be bringing you down that I would be ruining your squeaky clean mama of the internet image. No, I was wrong. Can you not? Can you not picture? Can you not? No, I can't because they're human beings with autonomy. <laughs> they're not puppets for me to like now kiss. <laughs> I would. I would pass out if they ever oh okay see look <laughs> you are a gross person and i can't i think i hate this more than you wanting to hop on lugosi you know what you can have lugosi that's fine he actually might be into that shipping is the art of putting those characters together that are in your ship i say art because realistically it should be artful it shouldn't just be jump cut smash privates it should not your shipping manifesto is typically a document that will prove the validity of your ship, especially if it is on canon, which we will explain canon shortly. Right. But your shipping manifesto is usually there, and that's where you pull your sources. So, like, on page this, chapter X, mm -hmm. they touched hands, which means, ergo, they are married. Like, <laughs> typically it's a little bit more than that, but I've definitely read some shipping manifestos that were, like, they looked at each other, and they fucking, like, okay. See that that I probably wrote that. <laughs> that was yours. That was your shipping manifesto. Like they uh, were on the same page. They fucking okay. <laughs> and this, they were their panels were next to each other. Right. It's not even the same page. It's on like the same like volume. <laughs> a rare pair is a rare obscure pairing. Um, I love rare pair. Uh, there are some pairs that are there are some pairings that are so rare that like some people think that they're OCs. Oh, which I think is great. Um, there is a smut artist that I know who does a Kamui Lee and Bok Chang from D Gray Man. And like, that's like his bread and butter. Mm -hmm. And like, they're such a rare pair for that series that like, oh my God, your OCs are great. And he's like, these are from D Gray Man. Like, what are you talking about? Like, what do you mean? Right. Like, so I, I love a good rare pair every once in a while. Mm -hmm. And like, if you want to see a great shipping manifesto, I'll have to dig it up. But his shipping manifesto for Kamui Lee and Bok Chang, I think is like litmus test level of this should be what you strive to be if you're going to write a shipping manifesto. I would like to see it. I'll have to dig it up. I think it, I don't think I deleted my Tumblr. I just like removed all of like the links to it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I support sex positivity. Mm hmm. So I stopped going on Tumblr, but I, I'll only see if I can dig up his uh, shipping manifesto because I think that's like, this is what you should ascribe to do if you're going to write a shipping manifesto. So I'll see if I can dig that up for you guys. And maybe we can provide some show notes. Um, an OTP is your one true pairing. And this is the pairing that you feel the most strongly about per a giving series of all time. Mm -hmm. um, so if you guys have been listening to our live streams, which I hope that you do, we have a pretty good time when they're not four fucking years long or even when they are. <laughs> It was a fun time, but it was, it was a good time. But like, shit, I I was recovering for a minute. Yeah. Um, whenever people ask me questions like that, like I I immediately push back. It's like, per what? Mm. For what series? For what genre? Like, what do you mean? Because like, I'm not a person who has like one OTP to reign above them all. Okay. I probably have an OTP per series mm -hmm. that I care about. 
Right. Like, you can't just say, what is your OTP? It's like, of existence? Yeah. I mean, I've read too much and have too many characters, you know, couplings that I like to just choose one to rule them all. Well... Right. And like, honestly, even, um, and I'm jumping ahead a little bit because we're going to talk about our top ships. Mm-hmm. This is a very current list for me. Mm-hmm. Would probably not be the list it is if you would ask me this question maybe this time last year. Right. And this list is probably subject to change. Yeah. And it's actually, you know, if it's a fully reflective list because there's so many, but like, hey, these are the ships that I'm super into mm-hmm. right now as of this moment in the year of our Lord 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm getting ahead of myself. Your OT3. Is a polycule of three characters from a given series or of all time. Again, don't ask me of all time. I can give you a per a series. Um, Also, I forgot to mention this at the top of when we started. I mentioned that we're talking in the boys love space. I also mean that we're excluding OCs or original characters. So Mm -hmm. your gay fan fiction where you make a boy insert character and make another character gay. We're not talking about that right now. Canon. And canon is true and accurate per the series from the author. This is not disputable. So in Gravitation, Ryuichi Sakuma, his birthday is April 1st. That is accurate canon. You cannot say it's the second. You cannot say it's the third. You Mm -hmm. can't argue that point. That is from Maki Murakami, and that is true. Mm -hmm. Now, there are instances where you can use canon to support other things mm-hmm. or more or less what isn't in canon to support your argument. So in a lot of uh, queer ships, it's not using, it's not ignoring that there's an obvious canon hetero pairing. Okay. It's used all of the other times that we focused on the queer pairing. Okay. Think of Naruto. Back in the day when everyone was shipping Sasunaru. Right. Mm-hmm. So no one really focused on the fact that, well, Sakura is right there. What yeah. they focused on was how much more chemistry and how much more time Sasuke and Naruto spent together. Right. So that was using things that were canon mm-hmm. to support your argument. Okay. So a head canon is an idea pulled from the series by fans. That you should be able to be su- that you should be able to support. Mm-hmm. So in I, so um, what is a headcanon that I have? Um, oh, I know a headcanon. Uh, one of the headcanons that I have is um, Roy Mustang also suffers from bipolar disorder. Mm-hmm. And I was able to pull um, research about bipolar one and bipolar two. Mm-hmm. I was able to look at how other characters talk about him and his mental illness, mm-hmm. and I was able to look at a lot of his characterization and. Um, character guides and come up with this headcanon that in addition to his PTSD that he might also have bipolar disorder. Right. So that was a substantiated, I did my research, I looked into it, that's a headcanon. Because it's not confirmed, it's no one says it. Right, yeah. But it's the idea that I have when I'm looking at this character when I'm looking at how he acts and how he interacts like, mm-hmm. huh, he might also have this. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll see a lot of headcanons on the internet, like um, one of my favorites actually is um, the plurif- the proliferation of people who think certain characters are trans. Okay. Like trans headcanons I think are fascinating. And right. I do not say that in a pejorative way at all. Right. Like, I 
genuinely as a genderqueer person, I am fascinated by what characters people will attach in their heads as. Because mm -hmm. so also that's another thing about headcanons that I think is fascinating is that they tend to um, almost become canon within the fan community. Right. So one of the ones. That, sorry. Yeah. Okay. So one of the ones that I see a lot is um. So about like trans head cannons. Um, in Pokemon Sword and Shield, Leon, he's the champion of Galar. Uh-huh. While there's trans head cannons realistically for every character, 75 to 80% of the trans head cannons you see feature Leon. Okay. So that kind of became like a collective consciousness thing, which makes sense. If you're looking for trans representation, who better to do so than the cool, caring, kind right. champion of Galar? Right. So. Interesting. Right. So I love it when head cannons almost like become canon. Yeah. Because that's fast. Um, another one is actually. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and show my card where I come off as really, really us uh, and because I have to mention my hero academia. Mm -hmm. um, Dobby is a character that everyone sees. And for some reason in the fan universe, universally his dick is pierced. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, fangirls have decided that he has a pierced dick. Interesting. And like, most of the art within that smutty all has that. Like, there was a council meeting, and we everyone came together and was like, yeah, Dobby has this. Because it's certainly not canon. <laughs> no one's right. talking about it. Yeah. But, like, Sting. it's one of those weird things that, like, you know, you, you see it enough, and you just start perpetuating it. So that's right. the cool head cannons that they don't always just start and end with you mm -hmm. they do continue and honestly they can kind of become canons like as far as i'm concerned sure we don't know what's under his pants at this stage in canon be free it could be a jacob ladder we don't know <laughs> headcanons can also include a wide amount of other media so like your paintings uh mm -hmm. songs other things i love seeing like oh well i have a headcanon where like these characters like this song i think that's kind of cute again you should be able to substantiate it, but like you can have a headcanon about a ton of stuff. I actually think that like headcanons are some of the most fun parts of this process of fandom. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I will emphasize you should be able to substantiate it somehow. <laughs> like it can't come out of just thin air just because you want yeah. it to be. Yeah. Like it it might sound random to you when it's like, oh, Dobby has a pierced dick. If you look at this character, everything about this character screams he probably has a pierced dick. So it's like, you know what? Sure. Right. Run with it. Like you should be able to substantiate these things somehow. Like you can't even with trans head cannons, mm -hmm. and again, I will not put undue pressure on my trans brothers and sisters. Right. I get where those come from, and most of them usually can substantiate a reason behind that. Mm -hmm. But if you're going to have any other head cannon, like especially like I will put more pressure on the head cannons that are like mental illness or autism related. Mm -hmm. I do think that you need to kind of be able to back those up loving because, mm -hmm. and I say that as someone who is neurodivergent and does have mental illness, mm -hmm. I wouldn't throw those around. Oh, willy nilly. Well, just without being able to rationalize it. Yeah. That's also, I think one of the things that really like kind of muddied fan discourse is just being able to like throw something out. Like this character's autistic. Okay. Why? Why do you right. feel this way? Right. Nothing this character has shown any type of neurodivergence. Like, I don't know what you're, this really came out of nowhere. And like, if you're right. doing this, like. Assigning certain. Like you're, you're assigning things that have very real consequences. Right. To so like, I 
like that's why I went out of my way to say when I made that headcan about Roy Mustang being bipolar, mm -hmm. I went out of my way to say this is all the research I did. Right. Like I wouldn't throw that around. Right. Because that could lead into a dangerous territory of um, perpetuating negative stereotypes, maybe. Exactly. And yeah. also a lot of self-diagnosis, TBH. Mm -hmm. That's that fans are great at is self-diagnosing. And I say that from experience. So mm -hmm. I say it with love. But mm -hmm. we are great at looking at fictional characters and being like, that's a me. Oh, me. <laughs> I will say be careful about that. Yeah. Right. I mean, your headcanon should be fun and they should be exciting. Like, oh, I think like headcanon, this character really likes this thing. Fine. That's cool. Mm -hmm. You should be able to substantiate it somehow. And if you can't, it, at least explain why you can't. Right. I, if you can't substantiate it, I want to know why, but also why you still feel that strongly. Mm -hmm. And that's just me. Like, real talk, you don't owe shit to anyone and that's fine. But like, yeah, right. Writer to writer, I would like to know why you feel that way, mm -hmm. especially if you can't back it up. Right. Um, I do think I like that you mentioned writer to writer because I do think that, like, if you're some, if you're listening right now and you just have head head cannons just to have them in your head while you're reading or whatever or ooh, watching free, yeah, free, do whatever you want. Yeah. But I think in the case if you're writing as a fic. Yeah, right, that you want people to read. Right, <laughs> you should probably make sure that you have things to back it up. Well, and that's just yeah, that's just good writing, like headcanon yeah. or not. Like you should be able to explain the decision you made. Right. Yeah. Even if the decision is I want to, you should still be able to explain why you want to. Right, and that's what then that's just like you said, good writing in general. You can't right. just put a character in a situation just because you want to, and it doesn't make sense for that character's like motivations motivation. yeah like yeah that's just basic good writing mm -hmm. uh, so the next one we have is an au or an alternate universe um which is a universe that deviates from canon uh i'm very familiar with as a clamp reader I, most of the time 75 percent of the time i hate these listen again as someone who mm -hmm. is a clamp fan and has read mm-hmm Pretty much all of their works now, except for I still haven't finished Card Capra Sakura or mm -hmm. or Clear Card, but um, a huge chunk of their works are alternate universes, and I will say I hate to see it. Oh, okay, so I like I do like some canon alternate universes because that's actually something about Subasa that I really liked. Um, just like all of the world hopping, I know not everyone liked oh. it. There are things about Subasa that I do like. I do yeah. like the world hop. I know this is not the seedless that I could go, oof, this is. I, I triggered Asia. You triggered me. I always like to think in my head that I don't get that like worked up or excited about I most series. But when it, <laughs> I do. It's fine. It's fine. Um, I'm meaning this again in the fanfic headcanon term. Mm -hmm. um, I say I hate them mostly because. One, they get so specific sometimes. And two, they're usually such huge deviations from character. Yes. They're like it's unattractive like deviations from character. Because like you can you can go AU that I think still fits the character. Mm -hmm. I think that there are ways to do it. It's hard, but I think that there's ways to do it. Mm -hmm. but like oh my god there was one and this this fic is infamous now in me and my friend group and it's mm -hmm. it's an attack on titan fanfic 
with Levi, and it's a stripper fanfic set to Yeah by Usher. This was on DeviantArt. This fanfic is a legend in me, my fan group, because one, Levi is the most asexual person. <laughs> Two, that's so specific. That's so specific. Why that song? <laughs> Why that song? Why not make love in the club? Like, why, why that one? Like, that's so... And that's such a huge deviation because there are some characters that definitely don't make sense outside of their universe. Mm-hmm. He but, doesn't make sense outside of that universe. He, he was an exotic dancer. <laughs> who is this for? I mean, that person, obviously, but, like, who is this for? Yeah. <laughs> My ship has sailed, or my ship has sailed. That means that your ship has been confirmed as canon. For most people, this is the highlight of their fan existence. For me, yeah. that usually means that there's some bullshit queer baiting happening, and I call shenanigans. Like I, <laughs> like even if the series is gay, if my ship sails, I'm like mm, suspicious. <laughs> I don't trust it. I don't trust this. Like I could have been on this ship forever and if it sails it's like, hmm. concerning <laughs> you know you just ride off into the sunset on this on this giant boat it's like i mean but sometimes you know what though like i know that there is a lot of discourse around the whole queer baiting thing but sometimes i'll you know i'll take it like i'll take it i'm just be honest like I I don't think I'll ever take it just because I hate it. Like I, I mean, again, I'm a Clint fan. You're also kind of you're also low key trash. <laughs> I'm also not even low key. I'm gonna give you low key. I mid-key. wouldn't associate with you if you were high key. Mid key trash. Yeah, you're moderate key trash. <laughs> the last one's going to war. Uh, there's actually this really, really cool website called uh, Art Fight, which will let you go to war. Um, there's also usually like, prompts and stuff like that. But going to war is usually like a duel between artists so fan fiction writers uh fan artists i love going to war i have not gone to war in a while just mm-hmm. because i'm old and that means a time limit and i don't have time for that shit anymore um mm-hmm. i have not like written fan fiction under duress in a minute right <laughs> like you have a thousand words 30 minutes go it's like ah Oof, the stress <laughs> right like i haven't done that in a minute um mm-hmm. i'm old now so i've gotten very very used to like if you want to write 5,000 words in a night? Cool. If you don't want to touch this for five years, also <laughs> cool. Um, so I have not been in an art fight in a minute, but mm-hmm. I do remember art fights and they're very, very fun. Um, I also mostly just like seeing the art that's produced from art fights. Like, here's a prompt. Run with it. Right. And then two artists come up with like, this was the prompt. Um, so those are our terms and terminology. Mm-hmm. All right. I hope that you learned a lot. Um, I did. We also need to talk about something with ships of how ships appear because uh, how they appear one usually tells you a lot about who's writing or drawing your work, but also usually has a lot of important context clues behind it. Um, So for me, I maintain the old, the old ways of, I put an X usually between the pairing names. Mm -hmm. Um, So nowadays you'll see a lot more of um, names fused together yeah, I've seen that with some um, haiku. Shit. Yeah, so you'll see more names fused together. I'm fine with it. Order <laughs> is important. Your semi 
almost always goes first. So one of so so one of my OTPs is a Makoto and Haruka from Free, which mm -hmm. means that I put Mako as Seme. Mm -hmm. You can inverse that, and some people do put Haruka as Seme. I don't. So mm -hmm. that order is important. Um, additionally, um, using Japanese ver using Japanese versions of character names is important. So, like I use the example of um. KBDN, which is Kibana and Dande, which is uh, Leon and Raihan for Pokemon Sword and Shield. That's their Japanese names, um, which I think is cool. It does feel like you're talking in like some kind of like weird code, um, which I It makes me about. think of like gen Girls' Generation, like what is SNSD? You'll also get uh, fun ship names so, like. Um, Hot Wings is one for My Hero Academia, which is uh, Hawks, who literally flies, and one of the two fire people that he'll sleep with sometimes, according to fan canons. Oh. So that's how you get the ship name. It's cute and weird and kind of funny. Um, so that's your history of your shipping names. Mm. Um, realistically, a good shipping war or just good ship etiquette should be that you should be able to argue lovingly why you feel the way you do about your ship. Mm -hmm. be able to pull as much canon information as possible use your head canon sparingly use canon as much as possible it's just like writing an essay at that point mm -hmm. you don't want to use wikipedia all day long you need to be able to pull some primary sources as to why you feel this way right that's important and then it's also sharing and collaborating with other fans so like if there's other people that are in a similar ship than you are see if they can help you like do they have other pages that's like hey this is also a good example or they can critique your shipping manifesto and be like hey i really feel like you could have gone more into this point because i feel like it's strong but you didn't lean into it as much mm -hmm. as we talked about earlier what it isn't is yelling at other fans insults calling each other out of your names slurs and not being willing to back up your shit you back, cannot just back it up like, just throw this shit out into the ether. Like, you, and, and that realistically is true for anything in life. Mm -hmm. You should be able to back up what you feel. So like, if you strongly feel this way about these characters, I don't think I'm asking a lot of you to be able to say why. Mm -hmm. If you fully support this candidate who is running for an office, I expect you to be able to argue effectively why. Right. And then I can destroy you later, depending on the answer. You want to go over some of our favorite chips? Sure. Because I sure did do a lot of talking. and I'm tired. Okay. That's fine. So we'll go first. Um, my first one is probably not going to surprise anyone at all. Honestly, I think that they would be considered my OTP. That is... Domeki and Watanuki from Holic. I love them. I have, like, from the moment I started reading that series and Domeki entered in, I was just like, yep, these two, that that's, and you know, again, Clamp is good at, they're good at queer baiting because uh, up to this point, and I've read Holic Ray, the four volumes that we got, they are still to get like it's still there like it is still they are still teasing they're teasing me mm -hmm. with these two like you anyone who's read holic or even watched the anime and then mm -hmm. has read holic ray like the things that domeki does for watanuki like it they they are in love 
they're they are a couple. Mm -hmm. They are a couple. And but if I don't think it's ever actually going to I would be surprised if it actually happened. But if See, you read that's so weird to me because, like, honestly, I tend to ignore Clamp during a lot of this stuff because, like, for me, these things might as well be canon. They're just being homophobic, I guess. Like, it's so strange. I'm like, there's nothing about because I know I know the pairings you're talking about because, like, I am a very low key Clamp mm -hmm. fan. Like, I've consumed a great deal of their stuff. Mm -hmm. but, um, I don't think I'm as big of a fan of it as others are because I feel like with Clamp it's usually pretty hot. It's it's either hot and cold. Hot. Yeah, you're either the biggest fan ever mm -hmm. or you didn't want to spit on it. Right, and I'm like one of five people that's somewhere in between. Right. Yeah. Um, so for me, it's like this stuff is so weird to me because it's just one. It's the most egregious queer baiting I've seen outside of like a DC television show. Oh, oh my god! It's one one of the most egregious queer baiting I've seen ever yeah and then two it also like just makes sense like it, it doesn't even feel like queer baiting like that's just like that's just there like, and you just say it and it's and speaking of this is well i'll just mention my next one too it's yeah. another clamp title toya and yukito from card captors three of yours are clamp titles um is it three of them <laughs> oh is it four Wait, hold on. Let me see. Oh no, three of them really are. All of yours are clamp titles. <laughs> so the third one is Kudogane and um, Five. So that's the one for me. I mean, Yukito and Toya as well. Not to cut you off, but like, yeah, fine. they're just first of all, Yukito is married. We just need to accept that. We just need to accept that. Kudogane and Fi are clearly married. Like. Freaking okay! Anyone who I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't read it. Spoil the, but Hi, we're gonna spoil some shit. Yeah, Kudogane literally cuts his arm off <laughs> to help Fi. Like, there's also that weird vampire thing that like no straight man would ever do. Oh yeah, that was that was a thing. Like, I mean, okay, Kudogane and Fi are really like they um, were my favorite part of. Oh, they're great. Except the only other favorite part was I loved seeing more about Watanuki and his, like, how, because that, because Tuvasa and Holic cross over, and there's mm -hmm. some things with that, and, and I wanted to know what happened to um, Yuko, because she is my waifu. But anyway, Kurogane and Fai are, like, the one of the best parts of... They are, they're great. I they love them. Chemistry, like, yes, I would have loved to see... talking for you, but, like, my car is named Kurogane, like, so. I love it. I, love, I, just, I just love them. And I would love to see um, a series centered around them. Just the two of them ho world hopping. Let me I, see them world hopping. I same. Um, Can, I mean. I, I, we could have lost the kids episode one and it just been fine. Immediately. <laughs> immediately. I didn't give a shit about. Fanfic. I, I didn't give a shit about Sakura and what's his name. Shower, 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 shower. I don't even like them in card Sakura either. I don't even, you don't know his name. I don't even because it doesn't matter. I don't even give a shit about Sakura and Sharon or Lee or whatever his name is in card Sakura. I don't care about them. I in card Sakura, I care about Toya and Yukito. Hateful. It's their show. I don't care. 
I need for people to stop writing stories about characters I don't care about. Okay, <laughs> you're <laughs> supposed to care about them. It's their show. No. I That's bad writing because we don't. I refuse. But yeah, so basically three of my ships are Clamp. Um, I just, I noticed that. I'm like, are all of you? <laughs> I didn't even I didn't even notice until <laughs> Girl, is all of your hatred clear? So you have one basic bitch one that I'm kind of upset I about. I have okay, listen. Okay, so we'll just go with the basic bitch one, and that is Kagahina from Haikyuu. That is a very obvious I mean, I'm I, it's fine. But in my defense, I haven't gotten far enough in Haikyuu to really to have, have another ship yet. To have taste. Wow. Um, but I do love them. I do love them. And also, the um, the other character that I love the, the most, um, Asahi, I ship him with myself. So I'm definitely not shipping him with nobody else. Are you problematic for that? I mean, he grows up. There's a time skip. I'm, I haven't got to the time skip yet. Uh, if you have to say that, you're in the wrong. <laughs> if you have to say that. I have a whole thing on Twitter where, like, because I was, like, when I first started watching Haiku. Uh-huh. Um, I didn't mind you. I didn't know anything about it when I started watching. And so when I first saw him on the screen, I was like, "Who is this grown man? He's fine." And then I found out, like literally, like in the next like clip that he was a high schooler. And I was like, "That's upsetting." I tweeted about it. I was like, "That's uh, uh, like he looks thirty five. He looks like a thirty five year old grown ass man." And I was upset. And so now I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for that time skip so that I can publicly mention this during our four hour live stream. It's fiction. It doesn't matter. That is also true. Now, my other ship is one that I don't think a lot of people will know because I don't know how many people have read Flower of Life by Fumi Yoshinaga. Free Americans. Um, Yeah. You're looking at two of them. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, the only other person I know um, is my friend G. Um, she has also read, and that's, I don't know anybody else. So, um, Harutado and Shota from Flower of Life, they're really, so to give you some backstory, like they, they're, I was actually really disappointed because you know, Fumi Yoshinaga, she has all her BL stuff. So I fully went into this thinking that I was going to get some, like some cute, like obviously not like explicit because these are high schoolers, but I thought it would be like a cute little, like a little, no, and it was like Soto right at the end. And it wasn't like there's no, there is no BL relationship. I was very disappointed because the two of them are very cute. Like Harutado is tall, and he's like um, in the story. He is <clears throat> back in school after being gone for a long time because he had like leukemia or something like that, some sort of cancer that he's supposedly in remission for, um, and he's back in school. And Shota is this friend that he makes pretty cl- like quickly on. And he's like a little short, little plump cutie pie. And they're just so cute because you have like Harutado, who is like Fumi Yoshinaga's kind of tip, like the type that she really. It's Tachibana. Yes, pretty much. Tachibana. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know, I know. It's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's five um, Americans that have read this, and you're looking at two of them. Right, right. And Shota is so cute, which I've in one of her, um, I think in her not love but not love but delicious food, she talks about she actually in real life apparently likes um bigger men. She likes men who look like they eat. 
And so seeing her, how she drew Shota, he was so precious and like chubby. And then the two of them together, I was like, can y'all date? And then they, they, they don't. But so I do ship them. I ship them a lot. Um, there is a Yuri pairing in that series that I definitely ship. But since this is not a Yuri podcast, I won't mention them. Also, I can't remember their names because I'm terrible at names. But yeah, so those, those are my type type. Those are my top five. No, it, it also told us a lot about your type. Yeah, it did. <laughs> I mean, you are you guys are going to learn a lot about my type because I'm going to go into my uh, pairings next. I'm excited. Um, so I've actually mentioned a couple of them already. Um, my one big one, honestly, is uh, Mako and Haru from Free. Um, I still haven't watched. It's okay. I've always thought they had the better chemistry. I always thought they had the better dynamic. I always thought they had the better relationship. Mm. And um, So I have like... so. Here's something like me as a fan is I'm obsessed with lists and boxes. Like I have like an entire box of like bad sons from anime. I have like, I have a list of anime crushes, Mm -hmm. but there are only like two or three names that are on the list of like husband Doe. Like I am very reserved with like, actually like, this is the character that I would marry. Right. Right. And Makoto Tachibana is on that list. He is so nice. And so kind and so supportive. Because, yeah, I hate Funk Jean-Baptiste. But, like, that's not someone who you're supposed <laughs> to, like, settle down with. Right, of course. You're a man who, like, isn't going to hit you. <laughs> Listen, the fact yeah. that I'm still just looking at you, like... <laughs> like, I would, I would get down with plenty of characters that I know would be bad for me. But, like... Put a ring on it. Let's stick with characters that would not be abusive. Thanks. Right. Yeah. Mm. So Makoto is on that list. He's very, very nice. And I feel like I feel like his dynamic with Haruka makes the most sense. Because I do feel like he challenges Haru. Like one of the big uh, gripes. Because the, the other main pairing for that people assume is uh, Rin and Haru. Because mm. Rin's kind of like the rival. Um, it's like, oh, well, Rin's the one that challenges Haru. It's like. First of all, Haru's a goddamn lazy-ass mermaid. He doesn't care. He's not looking for a challenge. And, like, Mako is one of the better swimmers on the Iwatobi team. So, like, he does challenge Haru. So, like, that's an example of using, like, canon stuff to back up your point and, like, being able to, like, refute. Because, like, that's one big thing people say when they go uh, Rin and Haru. is like, oh, well, Rin is, like, the real challenge. And it's like, yeah, but if you look at the times, Mako's not bad either. Mm-hmm. So... Um, next up is actually um, if you've listened to me a lot, I love Axis Powers Italia, and one of my main parents was France and England. Oh, I think they're very cute together. Um, I just think that they're adorable together. They have a very, very weird, like old married couple energy in the series. They have an adorable, like angry old married couple energy, and that's very much like hmm. something that I like a lot. <laughs> they, I don't know what it is. And like one of the one of the last like big RPs I did was doing uh, France and England with a really really close friend of mine who's no longer a friend of mine but you know relationships come and go yeah they- um, but like I've always loved their relationship and like that's another one that like people will dispute uh, who the UK goes to because sometimes they'll put him with uh, America and it's like that's weird but okay I don't see it Hitachi- I, mean, I never saw I I guess I shouldn't judge because I haven't seen. I mean, you sure had an answer, though. Of- I sure did, but I was thinking... It's weird because it's never explicitly gay, mm-hmm. but there's, like, no women. 
Or the female characters that we do have are usually like supporting the men. Right. Have a ton of chemistry. So like it's never explicitly gay. But it's gay. But it's pretty gay. Mm-hmm. Um, and the weird oh, thing is anime is gay. <laughs> realistically, yes. The weird thing about Hedalia too is that like pretty much any combination of characters you want, mm-hmm. they're probably root for. Because it's based in history and it's personified countries. Mm-hmm. Well, they've all talked to each other. Right. They've all they've all they've all fucked each other. <laughs> oh like, like right. so like pretty much if you if you want to pair Japan and America, there's historical and canon precedence for that. Mm-hmm. If you want to pair oh god, who is the other one that like people would dispute about occasionally? Uh, no one knows who Austria goes to because either he goes to Germany or he goes to Prussia. But Germany and Prussia both. are brothers. Oh. He should go to both. <laughs> not go to both. Um, Germany and Prussia are brothers, so it's either like he goes to Prussia or he goes to Germany. Mm. Um, even though he was canonically married to Hungary, but they're divorced. Okay. Which is also historical. Right. So, yeah, it's a weird thing of, like, pretty much any pairing that you could want, you could probably find historical context mm-hmm. slash canon context for it. Mm-hmm. There are definitely favorite pairings, like, consistent, obvious pairings. Um, but, yeah, pretty much, like, the cool thing with Hitalia is if you want to make it happen, you can probably make it happen. And you'll right. probably have some footing in it. Like, you're not just going to be, like, Antarctica and this rock. Like, it's not going to be, like, weird like that. Like, you'll... There's probably some rationale you have right. behind it. Um, so I've done a My Hero Academia smut kick because I've been bored and Dobby and Hawks is one that I've really, really gotten into. Um, they're just bad people who have a ton of chemistry together and I like that. Also, mm-hmm. Hawks' design I think is great. He's See, a I still... He's a flying I, twink and I that's so interesting. I just, I don't know enough about MAJ to like get into the fanfic, but I, I've mentioned that I have a mutual Twitter and she'd be following, I'd be seeing stuff and I'm just like, oh, you're the reason why you're the <laughs> this pick ends up on my timeline somehow. And I'd be seeing some stuff that has me like, you know what? To see it. And this is where I sound really, really Cindere. Mm. If this series started off the way it is right now, mm-hmm. I probably wouldn't hate it as much as I do. Oh. And if we had a different POV set, because I'm with you at this stage, like still to me, most of the main cast is boring as shit. Mm-hmm. So like, if you take away half of your POV cast and set it where it is like right now, I actually think this is really interesting. And even when I first started watching My Hero Academia, I always thought I had interesting ideas, but mm-hmm. the execution was boring. Mm-hmm. Like, I always thought that it actually had a really, really interesting concept behind it, um, right. which is actually rooted in a dumb, like, American comics thing that I like a lot, which yeah. I probably explain. Um, so in the Marvel comic universe, there's this thing called the Green Cross, which mm-hmm. is a fund set aside for any damages done to property by the Incredible Hulk. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, like, the bureaucracy and stuff like that of heroes is something that I've always been interested in. And, like, that's a big thing of my hero academia is... Right this is pretty much being a celebrity. So you need to learn about ethics. You need to learn about press. You need to learn about all that stuff. Like it's an mm-hmm. 
maintain and heroes make money and if you're an influencer or not like that can make or break you mm-hmm. like so like it had a lot of really good ideas just every character they threw at you was boring as fuck mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't it kind of like you're probably gonna roast me for that or for this, but the Loki sounds like One Punch Man. It's what One Punch Man is lampooning. Okay, so I'm not gonna roast you. You're okay. not wrong. You're not right, but you're not wrong. Right? <laughs> it's what One Punch Man is making fun of. Yeah, that makes sense. But mm-hmm. um, like there's actually a lot of really interesting ideas in it, but like just your main POV cast is boring as shit. Hmm. They're just it's it's all of the worst of shonen writing of here's your overpowered main male who has no flaws and is stupid which is why i like one punch man because they make fun of that right um i don't like it because i feel like people take it too seriously and they're missing the point how do you miss the point of it because fans are stupid i'm so surprised like i'm not i thought it was obvious it's supposed to be no fans are dumb and they like taking things seriously we just oh, spent no. the last hour and a half talking about that <laughs> we just spent an hour and a half saying that <laughs> i will say that saitama could get it his bald mm. you're gross he could get you, are it. Act- you are actively a gross person um mentioned this one earlier which is uh raihan and leon from pokemon sword and shield mm-hmm. i think you're great uh, there's not a ton of canon precedents for them outside of the fact that um, Raihan is Leon's rival. So that usually means that they probably touched dicks in the past. Um, <laughs> but I've shown in law, that means they probably did something gay once. <laughs> <laughs> By the law of shown in anime, that means they probably did something gay in the past. You laugh, but am I wrong? You're not wrong. I'm. It's just I pictured it in my head. Yeah. I was like, doop. Yeah. <laughs> like ET. Like, boop. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I hate you. Um, I I think they're just. Uh, I think they're a a great couple. Um, you probably could find more canon reasoning behind them. Um, I personally don't need a lot of it. Mm. I'm good. They're rivals. And again, like most of the time, that's usually pretty heavy coding where they spend a ton of time together. Mm-hmm. They know each other very intimately. Mm-hmm. It's something that hasn't changed. Like they're adults now. Like they're canon adults now. And they're still rivals. Y'all are right. married, is what well, you're saying. You know what's interesting that um, I mean, there's literal like shoujo romances built mm-hmm. around that with the two like the main couple they are rivals and it's totally code for not even code but like it's Just totally it. used as the way that they spend time together i'm thinking about special a you mm-hmm. know and so it's interesting how it's okay in that but these a lot of these like um shonen seinen you know adventure type battle series they don't they don't want to do that they don't want to give us that why not one one, it's gay and no one likes that yeah homophobia but two also like for me again like it's always it's it's just bad writing when you do stuff like that because some you know there's always that person who's like well why do you have to make it gay like they're rivals it's like but listen to what that means they have spent an inordinate amount of time together that is a person that you hold in such high regard that you want to be better than them. 
You have spent literal weeks, months, years of your life with that person. If you don't form a bond, you're a sociopath. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Especially in these shonen series, the female characters are given so little to do. Right. Like, they they ain't fucking the girls. So who? All of the chemistry is between all the guys. All of the chemistry, all of the character arcs, everything is between the boys. And then, you know, they throw a girl in because, you know, no yeah you know no homo they can't make it gay oh. but it's like i mean i think about like i mean i'm thinking about naruto again sasuke and naruto have been together for what 20 years now listen they they've been fucking i agree with you wholeheartedly yeah. from like they they've been yeah, from jump yeah from that, from that queer bait kiss that we all saw all those years ago like there's if you don't form a bond, and yes, you can have friendships that go on for that long. Yeah, of course. Sure. But like real I mean, talk, that's intimate. Like, like I'm friends with people. There's people that I'm friends with, I've been friends with for years, and we we don't <laughs> we don't talk to each other the way that some of these right. I think that's my thing. It's like I don't talk to you that way. Yeah. I'm just like, because like these people, they're like thinking about each other. That's all they think about. Listen, I I love my friends, but I don't be thinking about my friends. No, like no. that. Um, and that's such intimate power to give to someone, right? Like I want to be better than you. Mm-hmm. To what end? Why? Because he wants to put his pee pee in his. Right, like it's just it's so, it's so weird. Like you're right, like it's a trope that we're fine with in Sojo and even in Europe. Like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. can't be gay, but yeah, like honestly, a lot of it's no homo and yeah, no really is. yeah. Don't even get me started on Yuri and how the rival trope is. They love the rival trope in Yuri. They also love the whole like it's just a phase. Well, Japan loves that. Like Japan has pretty much accepted that you're going to go through a gay phase, and they hope you grow out of it. Right. It's annoying. The problem is that I say it's annoying. I, I'm not. It's annoying to see it in manga because I'm like, just make it. It's it's fiction. You can do whatever you want in fiction. We know it's detrimental in real life. In fiction, it's annoying. Right. We we know and acknowledge in real life it's detrimental and damning. Mm -hmm. We know. In fiction, it's just tired. It's just annoying. Uh, my last one is actually one that I mentioned last episode. I have really started to accept uh, Hughes and Mustang from Full Metal Alchemist. Like, up until the point that Hughes gets married. Right. I think up until his wedding day, they I will. can see them being in a relationship. <laughs> but, like, the day Hughes gets married, it stops. Right, right. I don't know what conversation they had beforehand or the night before. Right. But pretty much for me, up until the second that Hughes gets married. Right. I am okay with him and Mustang. Right. And I actually after that, <laughs> I'm not crazy about. Like it's, I I can I can set a precedence for that because there's a lot of both of their histories that aren't really accounted for. They mm-hmm. did spend a ton of time together during the Ishbal War. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That they were intimately close for, and also then when you meet them, they do seem inordinately close. Like. A lot of Mustang's relationships with everyone seem too close. Very intense. Like, I get that he's charismatic and all, but, like, all of his relationships from Jump 
seem like you fostered this relationship very quickly. Right. Because hmm. I get it. Like, he's canonically very charismatic and people want to see him succeed. But, like, <laughs> there's a couple of them that I'm like, you have a lot of dedication to this guy who just says he wants, he wants to overthrow your entire government. But okay. It's just because he's given them, he's given them all the D. <laughs> he is universally okay in almost all of those unless you put him with Ed. Mustang is a ball. Not put him with Ed. No. <laughs> oh right, I wasn't supposed to mention that. You sit here shaming me. I don't do that. Ma'am, that is not in my list. <laughs> There's a lot of material of that. Oh, I'm oh, I'm sure. I am I am sure. There's so much. But no, that is not on my list, ma'am. I <laughs> I can see it. I don't support it. <laughs> I can see how you would come to that conclusion. Oof. But I personally that is not a ship I'm willing to step aboard. But I do acknowledge its flag, and I will let it sail on. Yeah, just over there. Just <laughs> exactly. It's like because you know what? Real talk. You want to talk about canon? I can see it. I'm not happy about it, but I can yeah. see it. <laughs> so you just let the, you, you just let that boat go. It's like yeah. right. you know you, you <laughs> talk shit as soon as they're gone. But like because I mean that yeah, if you want to talk about like canon and relationships and talking to each other. It's all there. Fortunately. So, I mean, you got to let that ship sail. <laughs> you don't have to be happy about it, but you just got to just let them chug along. <laughs> and I think, like, that's the biggest metaphor when it comes to a lot of this stuff is that you don't have to agree with any of us. Right. You can hate every ship that I just listed. You can hate every ship I mean, that I just listed. If you, although, if you hate every ship that I just listed, like, you just hate clamp. <laughs> you just right because I just, these are all like you, I have the most basic. You're, basic. you're pretty basic. Like I feel like at least a couple of mine could certify it. Like all of mine are pretty like generally you know accepted. Real talk. I think most of mine are pretty acceptable. I kept most of the hot takey ones to myself because I didn't I, want to start. See, I would have. I would have loved to see it. What I mean, I can, we're friends in real life. I can tell you. That's true. Exactly. We talk like every day. Like you can we talk a lot. It's surprising. I mean, do you want me to stop? No. I oh, like okay. it. Okay. It's just it's you said it was surprising, like it was bad. It's surprising on my end because if you ask people who've known me for a long time, they're just like, it just does not she don't be responding. I mean you don't sometimes, so that's okay. No, but I I respond back more often. Yeah, I'm proud of you. That's great. Um, but yeah, like I think that's a good metaphor to think about it. Like, I think that's one of the reasons why I like the shipping metaphor so much is that you might not like the other boats, but like you don't have to interact with them. Like, it actually kind of goes back to the whole like problematic content thing where yes. it's like you don't no have one, to, no one's making you read this, like, no right. one's clockwork oranging you and like making you read any of this stuff. Right. Yeah, you can acknowledge that other boat. Wave and keep on your merry way. Mm -hmm. You didn't even have to wave. You didn't have to wave. Shit, I wave at least. Like you know, I mean, we're southern. We're southern. You, you, you know, know, you do the it promptly, right? As soon as they're gone, like that motherfucker. You know? yeah. But like, 
no one's making you ingest any of this content and like especially with like the rise of like anti-shippers and like stuff like that where a lot of them are minors and they're yelling at like 30 year old adult not safe for work artists and it's like you made me ingest this like no one all, you. you lied to get a twitter account <laughs> Listen, I opened up a whole other can of worms. Yeah, like, you really you, did. Because I mean, like kids on Twitter who were like, "You made me ingest this problematic content, no. bitch." No one invited you. No one told you to come over here. And like, you probably weren't even supposed to have one. You're probably like your parents probably told you you can't have a Twitter, and you're over here hiding and sneaking around. And then you go get mad because people because you saw something that you weren't supposed to see. And like, stop looking at it. I was young. There was a fan fiction that ruined fan fiction for me for years. It was that bad. Mm -hmm. I will only tell if you want to hear it because it's kind of gross and it made me uncomfortable when I was a kid. You want to know, don't you? <laughs> so it was, um, it was actually Full Metal Alchemist. It was, uh -huh. um, it was Ed and Al. So we already have incest. I'm kind of sad that I. No, I, I asked. I asked. Al is inhuman. There is um some acts that are described. Wait, Al is not no. human, so he's in his yes armor. Yes, there is some material that goes on, but um. Edward is very kind and removes his head for it. So he's not fully aware of what's going if, on. If they weren't brothers. No, no, no. It gets better. Oh, God. The last paragraph of the fanfic is Edward having to clean Alphonse out and Alphonse asking what happened. And that, like, that turned me off of fan fiction. I hate it. You asked. I did ask. You brought this upon yourself and now our listeners. But, like, that was, like, so, and I'm done. <laughs> That's one of those books you don't have to acknowledge. If you see them, you don't have to. Yeah. No, don't even look at them. Don't even make eye contact. Unfortunately, they are still on our seas because there's no greater canon than brothers but i mean people out here shipping um the twins from oran high school host club so are we not supposed to do that <laughs> are we not supposed to do that See, i knew you talk talk about me being a deviant i knew you had something not I, supposed knew, to do that? I knew one day it was gonna come out but we do I agree on we're on here you do? Tamaki and Kyoya. Oh, listen. I'm surprised that I didn't put them in my on my list. I would try to cause fights because like everyone's like, oh, Haruhi's great. Haruhi is a mess. I I actually do like Haruhi, but I, I also very much relate. I don't to her I don't like her in a lot of ways. The thing is, is that like she's kind of like I know we're not supposed to talk about Harry Potter because it's problematic, but um mm -hmm. she, but reminds, you she reminds me of Hermione, where like She's too self-aware for the series. I that's what I like about it. I, I think it's funny. Well, but like that's the thing though, and I think we've mentioned this a few episodes ago. Mm -hmm. It's like I don't like it when you're so detrimental when you're so self-aware that you're detrimental to the series. Because it's like, you're right, none of this makes sense. 
Mm-hmm. If you say it five more times, <laughs> I'm still aware of it. You're not helping. Yeah. Like, you're right. None <laughs> of this makes sense. Congratulations. We get it. We get it. Now I'm bored because I'm aware this doesn't make sense. <laughs> I just think that, like, and again, for me also, and I, I didn't mention this, I also tend to pick pairings that I think are more interesting and that challenge each other a little bit more. Mm. So, like, I think that, like, Kiyoya and Tamaki genuinely have a more interesting dynamic. Yeah, I really like them. I think I they're like great together. Like, I just genuinely think that they have a better dynamic. They have a better rapport. Mm-hmm. I think they, they bring more to each other's tables. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, that's, the other big, that's the other big part of, like, a lot of queer ships especially is, like, because occasionally I'll come off as kind of, like, anti-ship. And it's like, no, I'm not anti, or at least, like, anti-canon ships. And it's like, that's mm-hmm. not usually true. It's usually that, again, like especially for the hetero ones, a lot of these female characters are just super poorly written. Mm-hmm. So they don't bring anything to their male counterpart. Or they get so dumbed down to be with their male counterpart. Right. Well, I don't think really their only purpose is to be like, huh, no homo. He's not right. gay. Like, he likes ladies. And it's like, does he know? Because, um, <laughs> like, he sure has spent a lot of... To to make it about Naruto again, like I love like the dogged determination that determination that Naruto chased after Sasuke with, like Sasuke is looking at him in the eye, hey fucker, don't chase me, and then right. Naruto immediately, we gotta go after him. Like, he just looked <laughs> in the goddamn eye and said, "Leave me alone." Mm-hmm. And you're still gonna go, aren't you? Yeah, you're still gonna go. You're gonna do this for twenty fucking years. <laughs> All right go <laughs> for sure you're super straight and you're super married to that I mean, one girl and that's something that a lot of fans will use as like canon like hey here are all these examples of not exactly straight guy behavior like with kodofi yeah where it's like hey here are all these things that go above and beyond bro code because i don't know a single pair of straight dudes that are like, yeah, I'll let you bite on my neck for eternity. Right, right. And also, I'll cut my arm off for you. Like, like there's there's not a single pair of, like, straight bros that I know that yeah. are like, yeah, I'll be your blood bag. Because that's, that's something that just two hetero bros do for each other. Yeah. There's Ken I wouldn't do that for shit. Like, there's a- so uh, that was a not so brief. <laughs> no. Of uh, ships and shipping. Um, we certainly <laughs> hope you enjoyed this lovely episode. Um, Aisha, where, where, where can people find you? Um, obviously, you can find me here on this channel. Yes. The Yowie Shelf on our Twitter. We have a Twitter. You have a Twitter. Yowie Shelf at Yowie Shelf. Yeah. Um, you can find me on YouTube at Mama Loves Manga, uh, mm-hmm. Twitter, Instagram. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of back on there again. And on yeah, I'm, I'm kind of slowly getting back okay. on Instagram. I I post like once a week, maybe. The last photo I took on Instagram was um I was leaving Total Wine, and mm-hmm. they had a uh, a cart that said uh, trash cart. And I was like, same. 
And I asked the lady at the cash register, like, may I take a picture of your trash cart? And she's like, yes, you may. Because ask. Don't be a dick. Right. Don't know. Ask. Yeah. So I'm like, may I take a picture of your trash cart? <laughs> and she was like, okay. And it's like, thank you. <laughs> um, you may find me um, also on this lovely channel and on our uh, Twitter, which, fun fact, see if you can find the tonal difference between which host is posting. We have two completely different styles. I'm so glad that you mentioned because, like, I, whenever I have posted, I have in my head, I'm like, okay, let me try to stay, let me try to keep up with Amanda's tone. It doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't. We are so different. (laughs) So it's hilarious, but like, I think you can very obviously tell who was tweeting what. I'm really going to have to just let you. I I think it's kind of endearing though, because I think like that's our show. I noticed it and I was like, I'm going to have to just let Amanda do it because it's so obvious. (laughs) Because I I don't ever want it to be like a dictatorship. Like it's fucking Twitter. Like it's not not an oligarchy. Like you can tweet. It's our show. Like, I don't want it to be like, this is Amanda's frozen gulag of Twitter. But like, (laughs) it's so obvious when it's you and it's so obvious when it's me. Using a Haikyuu pairing, which I would never do. I was like, that's obviously Asia. (laughs) I would never. (laughs) I have used the same five shows on a loop. You have. Obviously tell that this isn't me. <laughs> yeah, I'm standard. I definitely noticed, and I was like, hmm. I think it's endearing. If it's distracting to you, our listeners, let, let us know. know. <laughs> we probably don't care, to be honest, but like, <laughs> TBH, we don't care. But we want to hear from you. <laughs> I, I think it's kind of sweet. Um, <laughs> in the comments on YouTube, like, I'm tempted to have us start like signing off because we just. We respond so differently to things. Yeah, we really, yeah, that's something. We, uh, we, we both approach this so differently. And, like, neither neither way is, like, wholly right. Like, right. there's merit to both. But, like, it's right. just so obvious it that is, two people run this account. I, I would also, I would say, too, that, like, like you said, it's obvious that we have different approaches. Yes. It's very, and I, it's obvious that we have two different mindsets as well. Like, and who is the more professional out of the two of us? <laughs> it ain't me. <laughs> I mean, you do your best. So that's where you can find us, uh, where you have two beautiful split-brained uh, hosts. Next yeah. episode, we are finally covering uh, Boys Love Web Comics. This yeah. is where I'm going to go ahead and say, uh-huh. we'll be mostly focusing on the West. So that's what we're going to talk about uh, next time. Uh, Because we are an Anchor-supported podcast, if you wanted to support this podcast monetarily, you can do so by visiting our Anchor page, anchor.fm slash theyowieshelf. By no means is it necessary. We will continue to do this show with or without financial support. But if you do so wish to uh, do so, we will also not tell you no. (laughs) Exactly. We're not it's, say no. it's one of those things that, like I feel weird saying because I always feel like typically when people are like support my Patreon, it's like or like the comic stops. 
It's like, oh yeah, you no, know, we'll keep doing this with or without your financial support. Right. But it's more of at this stage, I guess, like a show of gratitude. Like, hey, I like slash support what you're doing. Here's money. <laughs> right. Exactly. If you, you also have merch. Yeah, we do. It's on Redbubble. Uh, we have links to that somewhere. <laughs> yeah, we'll make sure that there's links. We have links to that in a place. Uh, thank you for joining us on this episode. Yeah. It's been three hours. so I'm <laughs> tired and hungry. We're tired and hungry. So bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>